0: This is Scott Becker with the Becker's Healthcare Podcast. Thrilled today to visit with Kimberly Kim Hartsfield. She's the Executive Vice President in Growth Enablement at VisiQuate. We're going to talk today about a subject that is so important. This is the concept of whether in difficult times you do nothing, and what's the cost of doing nothing on the technology side, the business side, and so forth. It's almost like the concept of giving up on some of the preventive healthcare during difficult times and finding those real challenges later. Kim's going to talk to us about that some. Kim, before we get started, can you take a moment and introduce yourself and tell the audience just a little bit about VisiQuate?
1: Sure. Scott, thank you so much for having me. Um, so great to visit with you. And yes, I find myself at home at VisiQuate, and we help hospitals and health systems with deep, Advanced analytics, particularly around revenue cycle optimization and helping them get every dollar in the door, as that's just become so much more important than it ever has before.
0: A hundred percent. And talk a little bit about this. Hospitals have had a really daunting two thousand twenty two financially. Reimbursement flat, cost up, and so forth. This is what a lot of hospital leaders to put projects, implementations, and purchases on hold due to the current economic environment. Talk a little bit about some of the potential issues with that strategy.
1: You know, we hear this a lot when we talk to hospitals and health systems across the country, their budgets were blown up and they're trying to do more with less. And yet that's really a short-sighted strategy for right now. Um, It's no different than what we saw over the Christmas holidays with Southwest Airlines. People, they had a complete meltdown and their customers are mad and Congress is even weighing in on it. And it's a really unprecedented set of circumstances that they found themselves with more than 15,000 flights canceled. And now it appears that the debacle is going to cost them somewhere around $825 million. They've got a team from uh, Oliver Wyman in overlooking all of their operations. And yet what has come to light is that they knew that these problems had been brewing for quite some time. And I think that that's where a lot of healthcare leaders are in their journey today, because they've got staff that's burned out and they've sort of been lulled into a complacency where they think, you know, what we've got is good enough and we're managing to keep the day-to-day operations going, and yet their staff need technology more than ever before. Now is not the time to do nothing, but I think that you're going to see savvy healthcare leaders begin to take those implementations and projects off hold and really invest in a data-driven strategy so that they can effectively work denials and they can look at their workflows and see what's working well and what's not working well. And I think that this is a lesson learned. Perhaps um, we all know that healthcare can lag behind other industries. And so maybe we can learn a lesson from Southwest and healthcare leaders will invest in the technology and data and advanced analytics that they really need to effectively run their operations, because we just saw, the cost of doing nothing can be entirely more costly than anyone ever imagined.
0: a hundred percent. And in the Southwest example, which was such the darling of the of the sort of airline industry for so long, it's such a great example about under investing in technology and the potential repercussions. So thank you for that, Kim. Talk for a second about organizations are constantly looking at do they build technology internally. Do they buy it from vendors? And they struggle with this because sometimes there's a sticker shock. There's a hesitancy to invest in this climate. Why is it so important for organizations to stay current on their technology investments and invest in their futures and sort of shift this mindset to to you sort of have to do this and it's so important to do so versus this concept of pushing it off, pushing it off, pushing it off. Talk a little bit about that mindset and the shift in mindset.
1: Well, I think it's really important. And if you think about Um, When, when we talk to healthcare leaders about, are they going to build something versus buying from a vendor? And in some cases there is sticker shock and they're like, well, if that's, it's going to cost that much, I might as well build it myself. And they're forgetting the cost of the investment, perhaps in the technology infrastructure. And then given the tight job market and how hard it is to find staff. It's just a matter of can you even find the resources that have the knowledge to build those kinds of technologies that, that apply appropriately within healthcare? Because they may have the technical skill, but chances are very good that they lack the business knowledge that really is the value that a really experienced vendor with a long track record of helping organizations and success can make, it's just, I cannot emphasize that more than enough, because I think it's something that gets overlooked. And I think that there are a lot of organizations that naively assume, well, it's just a one and done build, forgetting that there's ongoing maintenance, and there are always going to be requests for enhancements. And a savvy vendor will bring a top of market solution to your organization and is constantly doing the surveillance that as a healthcare leader working in a hospital or healthcare organization, you don't have the time to do it and it's not your area of expertise. I think in many instances, we see healthcare leaders viewing themselves through the lens of an N of one instead of taking a broader approach and, valuing the expertise that a savvy vendor can bring to the table and really
0: generate savings and ROI. Thank you. And I think this point on, it's very hard to have the resources, sophistication, the depth to do a lot of this stuff internally versus externally where a company's really built around this. And this is their strength. This is their core competency. I think that point is so well taken. Talk for a moment, we've talked so much about health systems trying to lean into technology and work smarter, not harder. I mean, you can't just grind through a lot of these issues through sheer human resources because there's just not enough people and it can't be done where technology can really advance the cause greatly and make it a lot easier.
1: You know, the the old consulting adage will tell you that any any problem can be solved through people, process, and technology. And what we know is that there aren't any more people. So that's off the table. And the people that you've got are tired and need technology to do their jobs more efficiently. The processes in healthcare are largely, you of all people know this better than anyone. The processes are largely antiquated. Where as an industry, very resistant to change. And I think that instead of leaning forward, we have a mindset of tending to look back and hesitating because this is the way that we've always done it. And it's been good enough. Uh, with failure to recognize that good enough is not going to sustain the financial operations in healthcare organizations that are already really, really struggling. And so that leaves technology. People do need to work smarter and that's going to happen through savvy technology investments and people leveraging their internal strategic data asset so that they can have a data-driven conversation in medicine things are not generally based on anecdotal stories, they're based on evidence. So why would we think that healthcare finance should be based on whatever happened yesterday when we need to be looking forward and leaning into technology that helps us all work more efficiently? I think that's what we're gonna see in 2023 as people do take those projects off hold, begin those implementations, do the upgrade, and look at vendors offering technology that will improve the work life for all of their staff.
0: Thank you. And and take a moment, Kim, how do you get organizations to, to really take this mindset, embrace technology, in the change that comes with that? How do you sort of get them to shift that paradigm that you just can't work harder, we better embrace this technology? How, how do you sort of move more organizations in that direction?
1: Well, change management is, uh, that's tough business. And I think it takes a really strong leadership team to acknowledge that they have to work differently and to lead that change from the top down. I think that the challenge with that sometimes is those who buy don't actually use the technology in many cases. And so really gathering requirements from all of the um, stakeholders that are involved and will actually be the users should be allowed at the table so that they can help really make an informed decision And from a vendor perspective, I think that the vendors have to put their money where their mouth is and guarantee an ROI. That gone are the days when you can just sign up for a SaaS subscription model and then three years down the road evaluate whether or not that contract was effective or not. I think if they're not going in with a guaranteed ROI, that I would be, I would ask a lot of hard questions before I would sign on the dotted line. And I think that more and more, that's going to be a requirement in healthcare. The dollars are too scarce and so are the people. So you have to be really smart with the investments that you make and be thoughtful about how you go about that.
0: Thank you very, very much. Kim, how do people learn more about Visiquate and the work that you all do?
1: By all means, feel free to look on LinkedIn or go to our website, com. We have blogs. There's information about all of our products, and we would love to visit with folks.
0: Kim, again, thank you so much for joining us on the Becker Healthcare Podcast. This concept of trying to not avoid technology investment, to slow technology investment too much, is so, so important. I do fear if organizations do it, you have the Southwest Airlines example. You also have the example we've seen with cancer care and other things where so much preventive effort was put off and led to much worse results later. So thank you so much for the message, for the thoughts. Magnificent resource, visit weight. Kim Hartsfield, thank you so much for joining us today on the Becker Healthcare Podcast.
1: Thanks, Scott.